continuing on with our theme of this month, talking to people that facilitate happiness, people that help others achieve or find new ways of finding happiness. We have a really interesting guest this week. We're talking with the Virtual Reality Church, a group that I found out about through a website I read called Polygon.com, watching someone be baptized in in virtual reality. It's a very interesting conversation. The church opens itself up to people that may not feel accepted, may need to go to church in secret. Maybe that's their family or where they live doesn't accept the church or doesn't accept spirituality. I think beyond just thinking about it as an applied church conversation, it's really interesting to talk about engaging and connecting with people in spaces that you're not in together. I think it's a really great conversation, and I hope that you check out some of the links that are in the show notes and enjoy this week's show. Continuing what we started last week with talking with people that help facilitate happiness or help other people maybe achieve or find happiness they didn't know they were looking for or didn't know how to find it. Um, We are speaking with an elder and pastor from the Virtual Reality Church. If you have not followed that or or read or seen anything about it, I I really highly encourage you all to check it out. I'll, I'll put some links into the show notes. But this week, we are joined by Alina Delp. Alina, how are you this week? Hi. Hi there, Andrew. I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. I think it's a pleasure. I'm a a virtual reality person myself, but I only have a a PlayStation headset. So I don't, I actually have not even checked out whether or not the church is available on on PSVR, but can you, can you tell us a little bit about the church, how you got involved in it? Yes. Um, Actually, uh, what's interesting is my first virtual reality headset was a PlayStation VR. Uh, but they didn't have much for social things. And I switched over to the Oculus where I found Altspace and just had no idea there was such thing as a virtual reality church and uh, just kind of saw it in the events and stumbled in and knew immediately this is where I belong. Um, I haven't had as good luck in the past, Um, just not belonging at, at particular churches, just not quite for me. And here uh was home immediately and um yes and then virtual reality and i also really want to share that we are bringing virtual reality church to playstation so you'll be able to join us very soon oh that's interesting that's good to know so you said that you've tried other you tried other churches in the past but didn't belong could you expound on that a little bit what was it that you didn't find that fit well uh it's 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 difficult to say um different issues with, with, with different churches and myself, just whether it be um, churches that, well, how about I start by telling you what I, what did fit about virtual reality church and maybe that would be a better place sure. to start. Um, it, it was such a loving, encouraging atmosphere and they introduce you to this loving relationship with God instead of what I've experienced in the past, which are very, you, um, more of a, a relationship that's a, a fear-based or um, a have-to-do checklist-based relationship. Um, and those were my experiences I've had in the past, and I, they just didn't sit well with me. And when I came into virtual reality church, And they're sharing this knowledge that, you know, you don't need to be afraid that, that you, there's, you don't have to be a certain person, um, or accomplish certain things 
um, you simply have to have a loving relationship with them. And it's like this intimate relationship, not this far away master servant thing. Um, it's loving and, and peaceful. And I just didn't find this. In, and I know there's many wonderful churches out there. Um, this just wasn't what I discovered in my journeys previously. Do you think the virtual reality helps enable that different type of relationship? Or were you? do you think that virtual reality gave you an opportunity to find a church? Or And I know the, the leader is DJ Soto. Um, do you think it was gave you an opportunity to find someone that you would have not come into contact with in a church leader that that helped make that environment, or do, what what part of the virtual reality do you think helped enable or or didn't enable that? Well, I think there's two things. First of all, of course, DJ Soto, Pastor Soto's um, a, approach, the way he views um, uh, Christianity, is as I described, it's a loving, all inclusive. Uh, experience um for everyone and so a combination of that and the and in virtual reality people always it's funny people think that you're less yourself in virtual reality they think that you're like a character in virtual reality but actually when you um come to virtual reality church and other types social environments you are not only very much yourself but you're often more yourself than you are when you go out into the world because you don't have this hindrance of trying to fit in or, uh, uh, you know, just trying to, people put on a different face when they leave their homes and go out in the world, trying to be whatever it is they think the world wants from them in different situations. But in virtual reality church, there's just like this, there's a comfort that you can just be yourself. And so you're getting um, a group of people that are very genuine in who they are. And um, I think that this, including Pastor Soto, um, it's it, as a leadership team, uh, we're encouraged to just be our, you know, be ourselves. If we have, we all have faults, not if we have faults, if we all have faults, um, but to to work through them and and to be open and, um, to not pretend that you're 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 better, so that other people see you and strive for this uh, achievement that that they can't reach because, well, neither did you. <laughs> um, so it's just this. Um, does that make any sense? What I'm trying to say, I'm not sure how to say it. No, I mean I think that makes sense. It, it is. I mean immediately when we started talking, I thought about how sort of removing the physical interaction and that being in the same room also can take some of the intimidation factor away from going into any sort of spiritual environment, whether that even be, you know, I was intimidated when I went to my first yoga class and it was, I like didn't know what to experience. Um, but you know, going when you're not taking out the face to face and being yourself, you know, you really do, do get to be, sort of your true person. There's nothing to hide, mainly because when you really think about it, and I've played a lot of online, a lot, a lot of online games that, you know, you, you, the first time you meet these people, there really is no stakes, right? It's not like you went out with friends and met them because you, you might not yes. see them again. So you can be who you truly are. What is, so can you walk me and the listener, what does a, a typical service look like? In the church, I, I go to church Sunday, so I know what a regular 
I shouldn't say regular, that's unfair, what I know my church service looks like, but what is a virtual reality service look like? Yes, uh, virtual reality service, it's actually been changing and will continue to change um, uh, as we need to, especially when going to different platforms and such, but um, in alt space where we are now, it, it uh, starts with uh, worship music and uh, the announcements of whatever you know as needs to be announced, um, and then the sermon comes and we we actually walk through it. Uh, DJ Soto um, doesn't stay on the stage, uh, and uh, Al Bismick, I believe Pastor Bismick does for now. But anyway, most of the time we'll walk through the sermon. There'll be a space that's built. Um, uh, Wilco and the build team, they just create these incredible uh, spaces based on whatever we are um, studying at the time. So we just went through the book of John. And in the book of John, you'll like, uh, you can go into the tomb where Jesus was buried. Uh, you can go, uh, you know, into the space where you're at the Last Supper at the table. Stoning of the woman. There's like you're in this courtyard with all these stones everywhere. It's, so you get immersed in the environment, um, in lieu of just standing and and teaching or speaking from a stage. So it's more interactive. And you, you at times you may even interact, like say, okay, everybody, you know, gather around and do this or do that to you know encourage uh, participation. If it's um, if the type of your story or what have you um, allows for that, but it's very immersive and very engaging. It's very hard for people to daydream and not pay attention because it's very engaging. It, it's almost like it's built for a different type of learner. I am um, not. I am not an auditory learner. I am much more of a hands-on and visual learner. When I read, I like to picture what I'm what I'm seeing. So it seems like the the service itself sort of helps those that may not function well in simply having something like a sermon or a reading read to them because they can see it with their own eyes in the, in the, the space. It, I am still, I'm like in my mind, I sort of, I mean, it's unfair of me because I've seen videos and photos of it, so I can sort of picture it, but I, I can sort of see in my mind what that must look like. And just to be clear, so so Alt Space is the program that you use to gather, correct? Yes, yes. And so, and so the church itself, uh, not to get down into the nitty gritty, but just because that's the kind of person I am. So the church itself does it? Is it non denominational? Is it? Does it have a specific denomination, or how does how what kind of liturgy do you follow? Well, it's non denominational. Um, and uh, we like to follow the Apostles' Creed. Um, it's it's this is actually an interesting uh, question, which uh, Pastor Soto is probably the best one to answer it because we're we're actively trying to create an actual because um, like none of the pre-established you know this or that work. Um, we're non-denominational. We are. Um, Christ followers um, that invite everyone, every single one of us are God's children and there's no one that's excluded. Um, and we follow Christ. We learn from his teachings and, and try and, and live up to what 
he wants from us. It, it's sort of ironic in my mind that this is taking hold in video games <laughs> in, in per se like it's 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 taking a video game medium if only because in all of the reading and following of this hobby that i have done for so many years there is a large probably well let me it's probably a small very vocal section of that hobby that is very anti-religion very anti um spirituality things like that it, have you have you encountered backlash while doing that? Maybe someone stumbled into the room or sort of figure follow fallen into it and didn't really intend to. I mean, how has it sort of been accepted in that alt space community? Well, it's really incredible because I mean, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Um, sure, we do have. Uh, I guess we have a name for them: trolls, people that come in um, specifically to cause problems. And and they don't just, just do that with Birch Reality Church. They'll do that with any organized event in all space. These people aren't like attacking us for our religion as much as just attacking us because this is what how they find their fun, I suppose. Um, and they'll do it everywhere. Um, it's very common. And what I've seen actually is the longer we've been there, the fewer and fewer of these trolls that we're seeing. Um, and I'm, I can't even tell you why. I'm not sure. Um, but we've had, I personally experienced this before. We've had where people have came in to troll um, with that expectation. Um, and we, we, we moderate the event. Um, so when somebody is being disruptive, we will mute them and then ask them kindly to stay muted or whatever they're doing that's disruptive going up on the stage um, are kind and welcoming I always write them a message, you know, uh, we want you to be here. So, um, you know, please stay muted. Um, and I've seen where and you give them three chances, basically, after the third chance that they still aren't going to do it, then, then you have that ability to kick them out so that they don't, you know, continue to disrupt the service. But I have seen where people have come in with the intention of trolling. And I've gone through this, these three times of asking nicely and being encouraging, like, we really want you to stay here. I don't want to kick you out. Um, and I've had people, like, stay and behave and afterwards come up and say, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that this is what it was going to be like. And I just really enjoyed myself. So sometimes people just with the purpose of being disruptive will change their minds just in being there, which is amazing. It's, I'm, I'm listening to this, and it's so interesting to me Last night, I I was at my own church's 20s and 30s, and people have listened before know that. I There's people from the church that have been on, and I was at my own 20s and 30s group and telling them that we were going to have this conversation tonight. And I, I have to admit, they were they didn't quite know how to respond. They didn't quite know what to, to do with it because they were like, well, virtual reality church, like, that's not church. You have to go there in person. I was like, well, I mean, people have been baptized, and they're like, well – but how do you do that? Like, do they go sit in the bathtub? And I was like, no, I, I think it, it doesn't, it's not about the physical, the physical act and is as much, it, it was interesting. I mean, I, I've watched, I watched your baptism and it is a very, it's a much more moving experience than I, I sort of expected. Would you, would you feel comfortable walking people through what, what that was like for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, First, I would like to start with, um, so, uh, well, hmm, sorry, um, our relationships with each other to begin with are, are not with each other's 
physical bodies are outsized. We, our relationships are with what's in them, their thoughts, their minds, their hearts, um, their feelings and everything. That's all of that comes into virtual reality with you. Just because you can't see your body or their body, their physical bodies, everything that makes them them is still there and present with you. And so um, I just like to start there because uh, I think it really helps people to better envision, wait a minute, I guess you can really like have real relationships because you're, you're, you're um, going and doing things that are fun with them. You're crying with them. You're praying with them. Um, th these are real, real, real relationships. Um, and the same thing is, is, is true for, for baptism. So I was baptized in virtual reality. Um, and uh, it was everything I ever imagined, even before I imagined it in virtual reality. Uh, like I didn't realize you could ask me however many years ago and I would never, could never have told you I'd be baptized in virtual reality. That does sound crazy. <laughs> but it was just as it could have been, would have been every anywhere. Your baptism is not about the water itself. Uh, the baptism is an inside thing. Like I was saying, these are us. We're, we're, we're made up of what is inside of us, not our physical bodies. Um, it is a commitment to the Lord, um, a public a declaration of my um, love and commitment to to follow Jesus, to, to, um, I mean, for me personally, it changed my life. I, it, I can't begin to describe it. Um, after my baptism, I just was just continue to grow closer and just anywhere I could get my fingers in the pie within virtuality church. Um, I was just so compelled and moved to do so. Um, my, I, I used to have a relation, like my relationship was like, oh, maybe every Sunday I would think about, you know, I, I would pray, I'd go to church and then I would just spend the rest of my week doing whatever else and not really giving it much thought. And then I come back and I do what you do on Sunday and that's it. Um, but this declaration and commitment that I made in virtual reality um, was real and, um, and it did change who I was and it changed my walk. I can't go minutes without, let alone days, without having some sort of thought or, or interaction with God. Um, it's like my whole life is now is centered around him. Um, and all of this started then. Um, I was filled with the Holy Spirit and it moved me to do incredible things. So, um, yes, it's, it's real. I have two questions. One is a functional for those like me that picture what's going on in, in their mind. And two is the more interesting one, but just for the, for those that may not even know how to, so what is it, what is the physic, what does it look like to you as you go through a baptism in virtually? Or what are you seeing on your side? On my side, I see, well, everybody gathered around. Um, I see when I go into the pool, uh, it looks like I'm going into a pool. Uh, when I'm underwater, it looks like I'm underwater. Um, a DJ who is up there looks a little blurry, just like you would if you were looking uh, underwater out to someone outside of water. Um, it's it's hard to describe, which you may know because you've been in virtuality, but for those that have not been, um, it's hard to describe the immersion 
the the uh, it often I forget I'm in virtual reality. I can go to put my foot up on the table in virtual reality with my real foot outside because I just forgot that table's not actually there in front of me. Um, it's that immersive, or it can be that immersive. Um, so it's yes, to, it it maybe of course it looked not exactly like the real world. You know, it did have like a cartoony type. Um, I guess, a look, but when you're used to it and you're in there, you don't even can think about the cartoony aspect. This is real to you. From the videos that I've seen of it, right, you sort of crouch down. At, I mean, it does feel real from someone that's been in it. I mean, if you spend enough time in the space, you it it doesn't even, I'm not even saying like regularly, I'm saying anybody that were to put on a headset and spend 20 minutes in it, you would sort of, if you're applied in what you're doing, you're going to forget that you have the headset on um, is the best way that I can sort of think about it. But from the video that I've seen of, of your baptism and, and others, it's you, you really do crouch down and pastor Soto is, is over you. And then, you know, you say your, your baptismal covenant, you said that before you'd go and you wouldn't really think about it again. And then you'd sort of do your, you know, weekly obligation. What part of this makes it different for you and for others? I mean, what what part of it do you think is it the the connection with the other people that gives you sort of that mental space to to consistently engage, or what what do you think changed? What's different? Well, that's interesting because yes, the people around me make it easier, but it was still like it's hard to describe. Um, for me personally, um, I understand people receive different things from baptisms. For me, um, I this wasn't it wasn't done lightly. My baptism wasn't done lightly. Um, I made this decision that I wanted to make the Lord part of my not Sunday life, not every once in a while life, but my complete life. And, um, and, and it was making that decision that is what made me decide to be baptized. And so um, after I was baptized or during baptism or, or somewhere in that little window, um, I was filled with this need to, it's not like a need, um, that wasn't there just even a couple of weeks earlier or even maybe a week earlier. Um, I attribute it to the Holy Spirit personally. Um, this need to be closer, this need to be closer to God, this need to um, not only personally in my alone time, but but do as much as I could to um, help bring the same incredible relationship um, to others. Uh, and it became my drive. And that'll kind of change at that time. Instead of as a spectator, I wanted to be a, a driving force. And were you baptized previously in the other church that you used to go to? No, I was baptized as a small child, but that wasn't, you know, my choice. Um, so this was my choice of commitment. Yes. Hmm. It's an interesting way of, of thinking about it. It's not... That sort of the the will and choice piece of it is not is not discussed that often. Mm. When when you think about the church in a larger scale, sort of zooming out, 
how how does it deal with people that have come to it, but maybe are skeptical from the perspective of they want to belong to a church, but maybe they've been hurt by established religion in the past, whether it's been that maybe the denomination their family was a part of didn't accept who they were. Maybe they were part of LGBTQ communities, or maybe they were, um, you know, maybe someone had had something like an abortion that wasn't, um, accepted by their faith community, or maybe they had a divorce, or maybe they'd contemplated suicide or had someone that had suicide. How does the, how does the VR church handle that? And how do you think it's able to, the, the medium you're in is makes it easier to handle it than potentially in other denominations. If it is, if it is easier. Yes. Uh, well, what I see is that uh, I think that people find virtual reality church to be a, a safe place to go um, with whatever they may have done or not done or whatever, um, that uh, we, n- not one of us is perfect. And so who are we to expect anyone else to be perfect? Um, so there's just like zero judgment, um, which unfortunately is not always there at every at every church. Um, and so the, it, the word has gotten out that the people are starting to find out that this is a safe place to go. Um, I like how, G, uh, how DJ Soto was talking about uh, how even with uh, Jesus's uh, apostles, you know, look at them. Who did he choose to have? stand by as close to him as possible. But the riffraff, um, tax collectors even, like this was like in, in the time, this was a big, like no one would associate with such people. They were, you know, the the scum of the earth. And yet Jesus embraced um, all, all, all kinds of people. And we want to be, we want to, treat others. We want to follow Jesus and do what he did and do what he taught. Um, and embracing everyone to us is doing that. Does that make sense? No, I mean, it does, it does make sense in that, you know, I think it's similar to what we've talked about before about being able to break down, break down those barriers. And so the church itself, it it doesn't, um, I'm, I'm, I don't want to sound rude when I ask the question, but like, so the church doesn't exclude it. It is pro LGBT and, and all not as exclusionary as other denominations. Is that fair to say or uh, unfair to say? Yeah, it's fair to say we are pro everyone. We believe every person is a child of God and every person deserves respect and deserves love and encouragement and deserves the opportunity to have a relationship with God. I mean, that's for, for, I know that maybe some people listening wouldn't have hearts, you know, it hasn't, hasn't been as applied in that, in the happiness perspective that we haven't talked in that general application, but it, that message itself, I think is the, the facilitation of happiness in and of itself. It's about breaking down barriers. It's about finding a connection, whether it's, you know, I think the, the dirty, in my opinion, and I'm a preacher's kid, so maybe I'm a little more, uh, in touch with it all. (laughs) The dirtiest secret I think about religion is that I think everyone thinks people go or the people from the outside think everybody is, belongs to a religion because they have 
an intense spiritual connection and no one realizes that sometimes it's the person to person connection that is just as strong and it's what draws people into the religion because it's they find they find a community of people that you know the good word is just about being a good person no i see that yes and often they come and they stay because of the personal connection that you're speaking of and then um later find that actual spiritual connection with God. Um, they might not even find that for a, sometimes a significant period of time, but just being around other people that um, treat each other well uh, is apparently sometimes not that easy to find. No, I can, I can even myself attest from that or even just not feeling intimidated in a, in a situation. So where does the church go from here. I mean, it's my wife had said, Oh, you know what? I think they were on the daily show and I watched the clip today. And it's interesting because they don't go, it was, you know, a small part of a larger segment and they don't go full on daily show on it. Cause I think people don't quite know. They don't think it's a bad thing. They just don't quite know how to react mm -hmm. to it. Where do you think the church goes from here? I mean, I don't know how many people you consider in your congregation today, but where do you think it goes? I mean, where are you where are you all hoping it it grows and involves? Well, into? we hope that it grows into, uh, especially as more and more people, you know, uh, virtual reality is still in its infancy, and so uh, there's not that many people uh, using it yet. But in time, we believe there'll be more and more, and and, and it'll turning to something that most homes have a virtual reality headset. And uh, we hope to grow. Um, Pastor Soto specifically is an apostle at heart, and he just uh, wants to grow You know, more churches. Uh, we're going to be starting one in VR chat and in rec room soon. So he just wants to bring this um, to as many people as humanly possible is his goal. Um, he wants to spread this message of um, God's love to any everyone, anyone who will listen. And um, so, yeah, we, we'd like to see it grow. And we've seen a, a lot of growth um, uh, very recently. Um, incredible people just instantly, it's hard to describe. They all just... Oh, I can't even believe it. I'm just like, ah, uh, incredible people who just immediately they're, they are here and for one second. And then before, cause with this, uh, YouTube thing that happened a few weeks ago, overnight within 24 hours, we had a hundred or 200 people join us like instantly. And we were not ready for that. And so we couldn't even keep up. We, uh, Communicate on Discord throughout the week. So even when you're not on virtual reality, there's a lot of communication uh, going on most every day. And immediately these people that joined us, these like so many people, but they immediately all just started caring for one another and just, oh, let me pray for you. And oh, and welcoming and this experience that that we're hoping um, to share is is almost even growing on its own. I mean, this has been such a great conversation, Alina. Thank you so much for for taking taking some time to talk about it. I, before you know, before we wrap up, what 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 would you like to leave people with as the message for VR Church? And then, what's the best way for people to get involved if they want to? 
first um, and foremost, we are a real church. We're not a game. We're a real church filled with um, real people. And um, and we believe each and every one of you um, are, are, are valuable, precious, and loved, and um, wanted and needed. And um, we encourage everyone, um, and it doesn't even have to be VR church, um, even though it would be wonderful, but um, well, to, to find that that loving relationship, um, and if with God, and if you and if, if you don't know how to find it, please uh, come to VR Church. You can find us uh, in Alt Space right now. Um, also, vrchurch.org. If you don't have virtual reality yet, we do have quite a few people that don't. You could go to vrchurch.org. Uh, and there you'll find all of our information plus a link to our Discord channel. And Discord is where we do all of that talking throughout the week. We're just there for each other. We play games, have fun. Um, and you can find out future church events. We have life groups that meet in virtual reality and a life group that meets via typing outside. But um, yeah, vrchurch.org is the first place to start. And Discord is a must for sure to, to get really involved if that's you'd like to do that's that's great so for normally for the show so i encourage everybody to check check all of that out but for normally for every show we ask our guest to recommend something maybe different from what they're working on that they think would make a listener happy do you have a recommendation for what you would think that would make someone else happy for the week if they were to try it what has helped me immensely um i am Makes quite ill. I have a very, very rare condition called erythromyalgia, um, along with quite a few other health conditions. Um, and this leaves me confined to my home. So I, I live isolated other than my husband, um, who works a lot to help care for me. Um, but so I, I have already a, a very challenging life filled with a lot of pain and a lot of struggle. Um, but what's interesting, though, is I've started just really looking for things that are good in my life, like actively looking for them. Oh, this is, you know, I'm so grateful for my husband. I'm so grateful for my cats. I'm so grateful for this um, home. And so like, just, I actively look because everybody, no matter your situation, there are wonderful beings, um, people, places, um, music, uh, games, art, there, there, there are uh, good things that bring you joy. Um, sadly, some people have a difficulty finding those things. But I just urge you to um, not wait for that to like come to you, but to actively think about it. To take the time to go. Okay, what what is it about this life? What what do I have that is good? And if you actively look them, you will find them um, more and more often. And then suddenly, as in like my case, um, I, I just tend to see the good stuff in my life. It, it didn't make the bad stuff go away, but I just see the good stuff more. And it's almost like a training, but it's helped me personally immensely. Focus on my blessings. And it helps you forget your illness, at least for a time. 
That's everybody. Everybody could benefit from from counting their blessings and focusing on on the good in life. Alina, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. If if you're curious, check out VR Church, vrchurch.org. And Alina, I hope we get to talk to you in the future. Oh, thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you.